Hello and welcome to this 5Ws podcast. Today we're doing a review of the DC Fandom event that took place on the weekend. We're going to have a brief look at what was shown as well. Um, there we have a brief look at what was shown to fill people. We're going to talk about shit. And <laughs> <laughs> my name is AJ and I'm here with Maka. So let's get started. Who, what, where, where? Who? Well, the start of this broadcast, sorry, sorry, broadcast, sorry, sorry, broadcast, sorry, broadcast was what? The DC Fandom, an annual online event they started last year to promote their upcoming content. We're streaming online, so technically nowhere, just the virtual world. Not the Matrix? (laughs) Definitely not the Matrix. When? Last Saturday. Why? I think the original purpose, correct me if I'm wrong, of this was to get promotional content out there that normally would have been disseminated at just regular conventions, but COVID, so no conventions last year, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So this was, last year it it was thrown together, I think pretty much at the last minute. And guess what? This year it looked like it was thrown together at the last minute as well. But anyway, <laughs> so whatever. Um, conventions did happen this year, but I guess they want to keep this shite going for some reason. I, I guess it's just they can they control everything. They control how stuff yeah. gets, released, gets released, all that sort of stuff. The problem is the wrapping paper they put around it. It's like, Jesus. I think, they, s- yeah. I think they probably weren't sure if conventions, I mean, I know you're, comic-con just happened yeah but there's been a lot of uh like artists uh comic book artists uh sort of pull out due to covid uh conditions or you know possibilities of covid yeah so i i think yeah just having a i guess also it sort of makes it a bit more international like i actually got some yeah. media bump from might have been village roadshow or something which i, I assume must fall under the uh, Time Warner or whatever, whatever who yeah. owns Warner Brothers or you know DC Comics these days, yeah, um, sort of saying you know fandom Australia. This what time you know this sort of you know certain things would be you know available for you to watch. And I was like, oh okay, so like yeah. they obviously ha- have an interest in Oceana <laughs> for once. It, well, it's a market. <laughs> it, it is a market, and hmm. oh god, they they've been decentralizing the American market for quite some time to the extent now where a movie can still flop in America, but do well enough in foreign yeah. markets to yeah, yeah. pick up a shortfall and, and make a profit and God forbid, make a sequel to this film sometimes. So there's, so there's a lot of that too. So yeah, falling into Oceania, Oceania as you said, I say Oceania. <laughs> Thanks mate, truth cobber. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah. All right. So, so I'll, I'll confess, I got up in the wee small hours of the morning, about 4.45 a.m., Check this out, because why not? You know, it was, a, it was a Sunday. Everybody knew that the main star of this broadcast, sorry, broadcast, was going to be the release of the second trailer of The Batman. The first trailer of which was released at the first fandom last year, a huge acclaim. But before we get to the content you want to see, you have to sit there for a number of hours through a lot of other preview stuff and content. Some of it is good, but most of it, unfortunately, is garbage because it's DC TV content. 
How would you sum up DC TV content, Macca? It's absolute crap, <laughs> except for Sweet Tooth and I'm sure the upcoming Sandman. But both of those are associated with Netflix. Uh, I'm yet to watch Doom Patrol, but I've heard good things about it and saw that it's now getting a third season. Uh, I'd even say it's doing better than an actual comic run of Doom Patrol at DC Comics. So, yeah, and that, that's, that's actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That's one thing I did forget to mention. They did actually give Sweet Tooth a little bit of coverage. They gave, oh, what's the star's name? Can't remember his name. They had a little interview segment. Gus. With yeah, I saw, yeah. The, I saw that yeah. with Gus. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. So they had a little interview with him. So that was essentially it for Sweet Tooth. But since uh, I, I imagine the new series will be shot next year but, or you know, later this year or next year, but God knows when mm. it's going to get to TV. So you had that and and... Yeah, uh, anyway, um, and how would you compare, how would you sum it up, compare, how would you sum up the DC TV content compared to the Marvel Studios slash Disney Plus content that we've been reviewing? As I said before, absolute crap, <laughs> except for, as I said, Sweet Tooth and the upcoming Sandman, and I'm guessing Doom Patrol. But it also should be said that these three shows are based on comics that fell under the DC Comics Vertigo imprint. The purpose of Vertigo was to publish comics with adult content, such as nudity, drug use, profanity, and graphic violence that did not fit the restrictions of DC's main line, thus allowing more creative freedom. So I can, under I can understand that sort of thing. All they did, I think, to coincide with the fandom, I don't know if it was part of the fandom, in regards to Sandman, Sandman was released a shot of... Um, Gwendolyn Christie as one. As yeah, I'm Lucifer. surprised they didn't show more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, and that's why I think I don't know. Overall, I think this was a bit disappointing. I think they had mm. much more content to push last year. I know it was probably easier last year because they weren't coming out of a COVID year; they were coming out of a normal working year. Yeah, but, true. But all the same, just just some of the things, some of the stuff in this felt like they were deliberately holding back. I'll talk about it as we get to it. But I was just sitting there with some stuff, and it's like. Really? Shouldn't you have more of this by now? But anyway, so I just want to focus on some of the key areas of the fandom stuff that they went through. And I, I can't remember the order it came out. I was, I was pretty, I was pretty so like in, you know, in the twilight zone at that time of morning, just thinking, when do I get to go back to bed? And you know, three hours later, oh, I get to go back to bed. Thanks, guys. So anyway, uh, all right. So one of the major things I had was a discussion of the 80th anniversary of Wonder Woman. I don't know if that's this year or last year or next no, that, year that's, or whatever it that, is. There's just been a, a special uh, comic that's just come out in recast of that. Yeah, she's just turned 80. Okay. Oh, Happy birthday, Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, so it was, a, it was an interesting interesting discussion between Patty Jenkins and Linda Carter. It's always good to see Linda getting her um, respect that she, you know, she's she's owed and all that sort of stuff apparently gal has just had kid number three or something like that so she mm. couldn't take part uh, i don't know where she is probably back in israel or something god knows probably yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. it was an interesting discussion talking about you know the role of wonder woman all that sort of stuff that was really good the the main big discussion point that i didn't know about i don't know if you knew about it but wonder woman 3 has been greenlit i i like it it has to be but unfortunately or i mean have you seen 84 yet I haven't even seen the first one, so I don't know what uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> but first one was first one was fun. 1984 was, uh, mm -hmm. and but I guess maybe yeah, just sort of reading notes. Maybe it was contractual obligation. Well, I, I um, think I think this one will be. Yeah, that, that's my suspicion because I, I'm just betting they'd have the director under contract, they'd have the stars under contract. Yeah. So it's it's just 
what what I'm what I'm predicting is they're probably going to say to them, "You can make it, but could you please do it for under under one hundred million dollars?" Because the Wonder Woman, I've got the got the stats here because I was looking it up the other day. So the budget was two hundred million dollars for Wonder Woman eighty four, and no kidding. Was, was there a justification <laughs> for that budget? It's like when you think that's two hundred U two hundred million US dollars. So it, it's a lot um, of money. Salaries for for, for the actors because well, yeah, because it, it, I don't think they're right. They do, I think they paid some monkeys bananas for for oh, writing it. Well, I I don't know. I, I have to see it. But like I say, I I bet they're going to be screaming at them. It's like make it, but do it for a damn sight less, so we can actually turn a profit. You see that 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 can be the that's been the secret of so many movies over the years that have done had moderate success at the box office, but they've been made on a yeah, really cheap, and so it's it's the studio doesn't care as long as they get their profit. So that that that, that would be my speculation for another Wonder Woman movie. But as I say, everybody's still under contract and all that sort of stuff. So I think I think from this, okay, okay well, spoilers. Linda Carter was in the secret scene at the end. Mm-hmm, I heard. Um, yeah, I mentioned, and that. I'm thinking maybe they're attempting to cash in on Patty Jenkins because she, she's doing Rogue Squadron. I was about Disney. to say, she's going to be doing a Star Wars film before she does yeah. a Wonder Woman, isn't But then she? I was yeah. thinking, after I saw Wonder Woman 84, <laughs> I don't think I want Patty Jenkins to be doing Rogue oh, Squadron. Now, now, now. <laughs> so, all right. So that was Wonder Woman. It was, it was good that she got such a high-profile um, 80th anniversary um, thing and all that sort of stuff. But, but there, uh, by the time I got there, you know, I saw the Wonder Woman thing before, before I woke up. The um, Black Adam teaser had been released. Did you actually see that at all? I saw, oh, sorry, I should say, I didn't get up for any of this stuff. This is stuff I've seen pro- afterwards yeah. Um, yeah. through news outlets and stuff. Best, best way to is this it. the one where he has it, he talks to the camera later on, like introduces it and, and sort of has a chat to the people? No, nah, this is just one. Where and then they showed some footage? Um, maybe. I, I don't know. I didn't see that part. I only saw the. Tra- the teaser itself, which is just these bunch of archaeologists finding him or something like that, and yeah, him That's, killing he intru- he Pretty much, he introduced it. Pretty much, he introduced. Okay. Like, he, I think, I think they had um, James Bond number four or five, whatever. Pierce, yeah. Whatever Pierce Bronson is. Oh, he was in he's, that, was he? Because I saw Pierce yeah. Bronson, and I thought Doctor Fate. The end, uh, he's what? Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate, which is kind of like their version of Doctor Strange. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, wait a second. Dr. Fate, really? Yes. Gold mask dude. <laughs> yep. Was he originally a, a from that universe? Oh, look, don't get me started on Black Adam. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I th- pro- probably because I, I assuming Black Adam is not going to be uh, Samoan. He's probably, I think he's supposed to be Egyptian in origin. Yeah. Um, which Dr. Fate. Is is supposedly has uh, Egyptian, not the character, but the I guess the the sorcery type stuff that Doctor Fate <clears throat> yeah, has oh, because oh, he has I, the ankh, which yeah. is a is a is a Egyptian type thing, isn't it? The ankh. Yeah, yeah. Ankh, is that the same? Ankh, ankh, thank you. Ankh, Yeah, that'd be all right with. Um, was it Pierce? Yes, Pierce Bronson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got nothing against him being Doctor Fate, but it's just I. I mean, look, I don't really care what the Rock is cooking in this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I've actually found it quite a bit of a yawn. Um, 
it looks like they're sort of taking whatever characters are left over, like B-grade characters that um, James Gunn didn't use in the Suicide Squad. Um, no man bad yet, bastards. No. He's, Black Adam is a bad guy. Don't make him a good guy. He's Shazam's, Shazam's a bad guy. I'd rather see a Shazam movie than a... I mean, I know this is just isn't, a, isn't, a rock. Look, isn't, rock. Isn't, isn't Black Adam these days... Rather than being a bad guy, he's just an anti-hero sort oh, of yeah. thing. Oh yeah, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> there is a difference, you know. And and it's only because only because the Rock is involved in this. Like seriously, <laughs> that, that only started happening when the Rock was involved. I mean, yes, I love Young Rock, the the TV show that he's in and associated with. It's fantastic. Yep. It's well done. But I don't care about Black Adam. Like. <laughs> Fix Superman movies up. Fix. Like, I mean, obviously they're fixing Batman movies or fix Wonder Woman. I don't care about Z-grade Black Adam character. You, you like, know, oh. actually, the Black Adam teaser was literally a teaser. It's like there was nothing to show. They showed more in their alleged um, teaser yesterday. It was just really kind of like um, concept art and uh, and voiceovers yeah. over the top. And this wasn't much better. So I, I guess maybe by Fandom next year, we might have a full trailer for this film. So <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. All right. So your final consensus on that is yawn. All right. So next up we had... Some teaser footage for the much, much anticipated and no long awaited The Flash. Here's my big question If they could make a great teaser for the Batman last year, with reportedly only 25% of the film actually having been shot at the time, how come nothing really that good for The Flash when they've completed filming the whole movie? What? Why? Huh? You know? Keen on the well, voice. Keen on the voiceover was good at the start. It was at least a start, but I don't know. Just for you know, they're supposed to be so far along with it. It's like, why didn't we get a proper teaser now? Did you see? Did you see? Well, what's his name? Whoever the I can't remember. He's playing the Flash. Sorry, uh, uh, is it Edra? It, no, it, uh, Urza, Urza, something. What? Oh yeah, whoever no, plays yeah. the Flash. Yeah. Did you see him introduce the, the teaser? Uh, yes, I did. And sort of say sorry about not having. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't understand that because yeah, I, I mean, yes, it wasn't as as you know what we got for Batman, but like, I, it looked like there was enough for that, to, like for it to be that's a teaser. I mean. Like, yeah, that, like I, mean. I think yeah. Eve probably thinking like a proper trailer. I was like, no, dude, you got the wrong teaser and trailer are completely <laughs> two different things. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know. Like, like I say, I I just thought for how advanced it's supposed to be, it was disappointing, and, and it was just so. Just, it just looked really hastily sort of put together. I, I don't know. Once again, compared to what we got for the Batman last year, it was just not much at all. Um, like I say, it was good to have Keaton on voiceover since it's no real secret that Michael Keaton is in the movie mm. reprising his role as Batman, as his version of Batman. But I, I don't know. I, I just thought, could have been there. You put It looked like it could be fun. I, I think it could be fun. Yeah. Um, but I did like that, that Batmobile gag. No, yeah, that, that was oh, that was all right. He might as well. What's the point in? Yeah, they should have just shown him taking it off properly and just like no, nobody would have, been, would have been really surprised, but it just would have been cool to see the way the way they did it. Was like, yeah, come on, show it, guys. We know, we know. And and, and it's if teaser, anything, it's a teaser. Come on, uh, uh, you're not good enough. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, next, we had Shazam: Fury of the Gods. 
Um, so no, I didn't see anything on this. Oh, so, no. and, and I haven't seen anything since. Like, no, yeah. no one's picked it. Or for me, none of my, my comic book sites have picked it up. So, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Go on, AJ. Well, I, I reckon your, your much maligned Dark Horizons probably has something on it. But because um, <laughs> they, they were breaking it all down as it came out. So, this, they, they showed footage. It definitely wasn't a teaser or a trailer, just showing some of the footage of people in action and that sort of stuff. So, uh, as I say, Asher Angel, who plays. Billy, what's his name? Billy Bratson. Batson, uh, something. Yeah. Billy Batson, uh, okay. he, he, oh my God. He's he's almost as tall. on the roids, tall. is he? Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> no, he's almost as tall as the guy. No, what I mean is, I mean, he's, he's had the growth spurt. He's, oh boy, has he had the growth spurt. So oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I, he's, he, he's almost as tall, tall as the guy who plays, shall I say the forbidden words, Captain Marvel. He's almost as tall. <laughs> As Shazam. Yeah, well, <laughs> golly, don't start me. <laughs> so he's all growing up and he 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 presented on, on the thing and he actually wasn't too bad. He was one of the better presenters. Ah. Most of them were hopeless. But um, <laughs> all right, so they showed footage of new cast members, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. That looked really interesting. It, it's really good to see um, Helen Mirren joining us. So like comic book, fantasy world sort of thing. She hasn't really done much, done much fantasy stuff since back in 1980 with Excalibur. So um, it, it's just really good to see her being... Does uh, Fast and Furious count as fantasy? Well, <laughs> <laughs> fantasy for the last time. She's slumming it, man. She's slumming it. Uh, and, yeah, Lucy Lou look pretty good as well. But, um, yeah, so both are playing Daughters of Atlas, which sounds interesting, but I, I do find it interesting how the Shazam stuff roped in all of the Greek mythology stuff, but I guess that's because these, you know, a lot of, some people probably don't realize Shazam when it, um, Shazam and the original Captain Marvel weren't originally DC characters, were they? No, no. I think they were Fawcett comics or something like that. So something, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize a lot, you know, I don't think it's happened so much with Marvel, but it certainly happened a lot with DC where they've kind of like swept up old companies that were going out of business and grabbed all their characters at the same time. I think that's why we've got the Greek mythology thing as part of the um, Shazam thing. It's a little bit re- weird, but there, there wasn't really enough to give us any idea of what the movie will be like. So I'll withhold any major sort of judgment at this point, but I don't know. I, I like the tone of the first one. Um, yeah, really. Oh, you've seen it. I, I wasn't yeah. sure if you've seen it. Yeah, yeah and I, I enjoyed it. I really it, yeah. enjoyed it. I, I really liked the tone. Yeah, they were trying to weave it a bit back into the mainstream sort of DC universe. I don't know if it really needs that. I think it probably could exist by itself. You know what I mean? Mm. As its own continuity. But I think if they, I think they're just worried about it being being its own continuity. But yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. But but you know, and while it'd be interesting to see Captain Marvel up against Superman, it's, I don't think it's going to happen in these movies anytime soon. So there's no point in even no. teasing it, but whatever. So if they keep the same tone as the first one, I think the second one should be really enjoyable. Like I say, it's, it's, it's this is sort of like a beeline of characters that I think is interesting because they were actually a grade characters at one point, they've kind of been demoted. So just good to see, see somebody actually having the sense to try and claw them back a bit, but DC owns this stuff. So why not use it? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, that was the main movie stuff apart from the Batman. Generally, I found it to be a bit on the disappointing side. I feel that DC is trying to play this stuff with their cards close to their chest uh, to not give away much in the way of spoilers. Uh, Marvel and Sony is increasingly using this strategy as well. But apart from Batman, I think most of this stuff is going to need a lot of heavier promotion if they want greater success. I'll admit 
I was surprised at the success of the first Shazam movie since it wasn't yep. too promoted and mainly featured old, older style heroes, but they really need to work harder in, in, on improving their promotion. Anyway, I just think it won't hurt. On to the TV stuff. While I found the movie stuff to be on the frustrating side a bit, the TV stuff was really um, gouge out your own eyeballs material <laughs> and, and, and shove screwdrivers in your ears. Oh my God, too harsh? Let's see. So uh, one TV series they talked about was the Batwoman TV series. Have you seen any of this in any of its forms? Uh, I have not, nothing. No, yeah. no, um, no, no. I haven't watched it. Uh, don't really care about it. What they showed looked fairly semi-professional, like all of their TV stuff. The footage from the show, though, was still a million miles better than the truly cringe-inducing, in inverted commas, live discussion between the show's star and the chief villain. It's meant to look casual, and this, this is the whole presentation style for the fan, they got me annoyed. It's meant to look sort of casual and ad-libbed, but you can tell it's all scripted, not by the actors, which is why it sounds really forced. <laughs> but all of the live se- live segments in the fandom sounded like this. None of it sounds natural or spontaneous, and this only hurts the whole production. And probably it's the weakest feature of the thing. You're just sitting there in all the bits between, just cringing at us like, oh my god, this sucks. It's like <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I'm sure. It could be written in such a way to make it seem just. Have you seen any footage of the in between stuff on these things? No, I, I well, but saying that, I purposely don't. I don't. I don't want. No, I well, don't care. For future reference, you have to see a little bit of it just, just so I'm not the only one suffering here. <laughs> things I do for this podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It, it's just. Oh, I, I did it because I wanted to. I know, but it's still it's like, geez. So well, and I, I didn't realize they were doing all this stuff. I thought it was just pretty much going to be a bit of this, bit of that, and the Batman trailer. No, no, like, well, that's the thing. I, I thought. I woke up and I, I thought they'll either have shown the Batman trailer or they'll be about to show it, but they mm. just crapped on for hours and it was like, oh my God. So yeah, each segment was roughly about 15 to 20 minutes in length and they were all mm. pretty bad. So yeah, the, the next one, I don't know, this, this would probably be, this is something the nostalgia heads would probably enjoy, not me. So they had a 20th anniversary discussion for Smallville. Um, featuring Tom Welling, who played Superboy, man, whatever, and Michael Rosenbaum, um, who played Lex, sitting on a couch having a chat away. wasn't too bad. They did a sort of cross to other cast members, including Kristen... How do you say her name? Kristen? I think it's Kruik. Kruik? 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 Is that the name? Uh, yeah, I, I might do a bad joke there. Uh, <laughs> who played Lana Lang. She got a live cross. That was okay. I guess this would have nostalgia value for fans of the show. 10 seasons, 217 episodes. Did you ever watch it, Macca? <laughs> now, did oh, you God. watch it, though? No, never. <laughs> never. Oh, I, think, I, think only put, I think he only put the S-Shield on in the last episode. From, from I'm not, Like I said, never watched it, but I just remember seeing press and media. I don't think that's what I mean. I, that's I wasn't interested in watching something that was supposed to be Superman slash boy. If he's not going to be Superman slash boy, but I'm, I, not, I, I'm not into a soap opera between what. I, uh, like I, I said, I, I don't know the full premise of the show, and yeah, I don't really care, didn't care I, for I it. I think no. just about every Superman villain turned up in any way, shape, <laughs> or form. Even get this, even fucking Doctor Fate turned up for God's sake. Oh, jeez. So yeah, I know. <laughs> so it was it was really sort of like. 
I think Brainiac was in there. Lex, of course, was in there. And like I say, I think uh, I, I, I think even possibly Bruce Wayne turned up. I don't know. It was just, it, it all happens just, in Smallville. Oh well, yeah. Not um, Metropolis. Uh, and what if your dad's from the Dukes of Hazard? Yeah. So, <laughs> and what if the what if the girl playing playing Lana Lang actually played Lana Lang in one of the Superman movies? Uh, 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 playing Martha Kent. So yeah, that, that was a Smallville discussion and and. Lots of promotion of products as well. So, you know, they finished talking about Smallville. And then it's like, oh, look, it's coming out on Blu-ray. Now you can watch the, how shitty it is in even higher definition. And it's like, oh, God. So in between a lot of the segments, I'd have the things, buy the T-shirts, buy the DVDs, buy this, buy that. A, a lot of yeah. pushing product at you as well. And it's like, we're already here. Why are you trying to flog stuff us off to us like that? But anyway, so they said something about Doom Patrol. It's still going. Um you already talked about this. So some people like it, I think. Looks like it might be one of their edgier shows by the looks of it. Yeah, maybe sort of. Possibly. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, if you if you sort of know the premise of Doom Patrol, you kind of, well, I definitely know he was inspired by it. The guy who created Umbrella Academy is pretty much, uh, you know, have your weird sort of left of field sort of type heroes characters yeah misfit misfit sort of characters yeah and this kind of was i think a doom patrol sort of came out before x-men so x-men's kind of ripped this off a little bit where yeah okay they're 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 weird mutations instead of of misfit sort of thing but yeah doom patrol you know definitely came out well well uh before the x-men i think it came out in Uh, the 60s didn't it oh yeah, yeah 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 So, yeah, I'm surprised this is, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen any of it. I have seen some good press. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised it's still going. But as you said, you, you mentioned here that it's on HBO Max, which yeah. means it's in it's in in-house production. Yeah, in-house yeah, production, it, it's, in-house streaming. But I'm, but I'm happy that something like this is still sort of going. Like, as I said, Doom Patrol has had a cult following uh, in the comics. Uh, you know, yeah. Certain people, you know, loving and, and, and you know, iconic sort of like... Um, his name um grant morrison uh pretty much yeah. pulled the socks up yeah in regards to how mm. it was but then it just then it sort of seems to fail and then they, they sort of try again in the comics and, and then it sort of fails again and it just recently the guy like i said the umbrella academy guy uh has been associated with the doom patrol and it sort of went pretty well but then it just sort of i think covid and a couple other little things sort of just got in its way or, and like basically i sort of said like we finished that storyline uh, Doom Patrol will be back, but then I think scheduling and so yeah, you are right. It is it is good that they actually do have an outlet for these shows most of the time, where um, they can put them on and not worry about some US network axing them after five episodes or that sort of yeah. thing. But but that all kind of falls down in a heap when we talk about the next show, which I'm looking at, which is <laughs> Legend of Tomorrow. This is still going up to season freaking seven. <laughs> uh... God, listen to the quote I got from Wikipedia, and it sounds like it was written by the show's producer's mother. Mother. (laughs) (laughs) The first season of Legends of Tomorrow received poor or mixed reviews, but these improved significantly in later seasons following cast changes and and a greater emphasis on comedy. I've watched the show. I'll just interject here. I've watched the show, and their idea of comedy is really, really bad. It's like... You get away with comedy like they used to in you know Batman '66 and all that sort of stuff, where it was oh, like yeah. camp. But but this, mm. their idea of comedy is just to be shit. 
Anyway, <laughs> recent recent seasons have received consistently positive reviews from critics <laughs> who praise the action, comedy, and acting. It's like, yeah, critics, as in people who are related to those involved in the show, I'd imagine. <laughs> um, I've seen a few bits of this show, and I was like, no, nah, no way. <laughs> I was initially interested with the show's concept um, and cast. Because, you know, I had the, one of the guys from Doctor Who in it and all that sort of stuff and had old Superman in it. But after watching a few clips I had, it was like, if this is the best they had to have of this show, if this is, you know, they showed the highlights of the most recent season. And I was just sitting there going, huh? So. Oh, yeah. Oh, but for oh. me, all this sort of hate of, of these DC TV shows started with Green Arrow. Uh, I watched, I think, the yeah. first episode. Yeah. And I thought it was very mediocre. Yeah. Uh, watched a bit of the second one and went, you know what? I really don't give a shit. And then <laughs> supposedly this sort of, it, it became a hit. That's when the Flash uh, TV series got a spin yep. off. I yep. thought, oh, that might be interesting. I think I caught about five minutes of that and I went, flick, change the channel. <laughs> this is shit. And oh. then I have not bothered with it since. Um, I know. They've used the uh, was it Crisis of Infinite Earths Crisis as a way of, of drawing these these, yeah. these people in. I, I, but I, I just you know what I don't give a. F- neither do I. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, a fan, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the comic book there, but just oh yeah 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 yeah. Looking at the production values of that show, it's like there's no way they're going to come close to what they did with the um, original comic book. So that's I'm not bothering no. with that either. So Green Arrow, I think, has bitten the dust now, hasn't it? I think he moved on. Yeah, I think he's, he's pulled um, the plug. I think he had enough yeah, of it. He had enough of it. And um, uh, it never tied into the Gotham series or anything like that, did it? I don't think so, no. No, because I, I don't know if that's still around. I think that might be gone now. No, he, I think Gotham's dead, yeah. Went for a few years. And they've still got the Pennyworth show they're still trying to push. And I'm like, oh, it'll be interesting. But with the production values these shows have, it's like, uh, I, I really don't know. So anyway... Okay, last and fortunately not the least was the trailer for the Peacemaker TV series. Um, a brief preview and a cast discussion, which included James Gunn, the director. How's he involved? Uh, Just producing or? I think he directed, I think he wrote and directed a couple of things in it okay. as, as well, but yeah. How's he doing that when working for Marvel? But anyway, I don't know. It, what I saw generally looked a bit like Deadpool light to me, to be honest. But it still looked light years away from the other TV shows they're promoting, as in it looked a lot better. I'll give them that. Um, it's clear that they want this to be much more like the DC movies than their TV universe shows. After watching the trailer, yeah, it was a more interesting character than I thought he was in the Suicide Squad film. Yeah, I, I really I think I think he gets to because I guess Suicide Squad, you you know, you you that's a whole squad of of, of characters. Yeah. We're yeah. in this. I know there seems to be a sort of little squad of characters in this, but I guess yeah. he gets to be highlighted in this for sure. Exactly. I, I don't know. In retrospect, thinking about the Suicide Squad movie, he was a bit on the, in the tacked on sort of side, as in he didn't or he wasn't always there for a lot of the major sort of action sequences and that sort of stuff. So I'm wondering if his character might have been added as a later stage so that they could then shuffle him off to his own TV show. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure James Gunn had him from the start, but he but saying that he probably was thinking spin off. True. <laughs> and and DC were probably saying you can do any you want because we've got you from well, Guardians of the Galaxy and you can we can cash in on you. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> well, that's what they did do. Uh what what's the Peacemaker um comic book character like? You seen any of it, that stuff or 
I think he's, I don't think he was <laughs> as, I think he's a little bit delusional. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was as bad as what we've seen in this. I think they're obviously, <laughs> that's the same as what they've done with Black Adam. They're mm. making it <laughs> to be pretty much what the James Gunn version of Peacemaker, because I think they're supposed <laughs> to be a, a, a comic book series coming out around the time when the, this, this, the TV series is coming out. Yeah. And Garth Ennis, I think, is associated with it. And if you know anything written by Garth Ennis, it's going to be pretty dark. If, if you've seen The Boys, then you know what I'm talking about. Oh, is that his, is it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Your other, content, your other comment, sign me up. It looks like James Gunn fun. There, I stole your quote for once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so getting towards the end of this podcast, only a couple more things to do. Other shows and animated series were promoted on this broadcast, as well as plenty of merchandise. Overall, it still looked really cheap, and I doubt that Marvel would produce something that looked so self-serving and half-rate. In all honesty, I don't think Marvel would put would put their names on this sort of thing. So I don't know why DC is doing it, uh, which mm. is a good thing and only serves to highlight the lead these days that they have over DC. I, I just think, like oh, I say, sure. if, if Marvel's going to do something like this, it would not look like this. So for some reason at DC, they've decided, oh, this looks fine. Oh, that sort of stuff. I don't know. They, they the only talk- good animated thing that they've released was Batman Ninja. Um, mm. I hate every other animated thing that they've done. And yes, that's Batman in the animated series, people. I finish this. Um, what, the original one? The, you the original, one back, yeah. Oh, back okay. in the 90s, I can hated the animation and that. I, it, ah bored me yeah I, f- I found it crap um dc look how marvel is animating what if yeah do that style please yeah yeah exactly well it's more expensive it, it's more time consuming but it pays off in the end and and it means that your shows are going to have better longevity in the end but uh, i i you know they they showed a couple of animated shows they showed one f- and this was the one that i thought was really interesting they showed one of their animated series that was about harley quinn and Poison Ivy, and they were kissing and all that sort of stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. And I thought, what animated universe are they going to put this in? Because that's going to, you know, I've got no problems with it. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but just some people are going to get fucking mortally offended by that. So I don't think that's something I'd be putting on TV. I think that'd have to be... I think that's probably on HBO Max. Because there was... I don't know if, if she is still doing The Voice or if this is, if this is a new Harley Quinn thing, but uh, what's her name... Penny from Big Bang used to do was oh, doing I think the voice. That was of, of, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was listening to the voice. I was thinking she sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. So, so it's obviously yeah. it's still say, that, still her, that right? version sure. of Harley. Yeah, yeah. I would say I would say so. I should, yeah, she'd be good at the voice. But um, uh, okay. Now the voice sounded familiar. I have to double check, but I reckon that was her. So there was that, and there was apart. But apart from that. All of the other DC animated stuff looked like it was aimed at really little kids. And yeah. sure, no worries. And, and kids do watch it. I, you know, I know through experience that young kids do enjoy Teen Titans, you know, those really babyish sort of shows and all that sort of thing. So if they've cornered a market, whatever, I'm, I'm not going to begrudge them that, but I'm not going to watch it either. Just, <laughs> it, but it, it doesn't, you know, yeah, you can make shows for kids that adults can still watch, but a lot of their shows for kids, adults cannot watch. You'll be bashing your brains out by the end of it. So anyway. <laughs> All right. So, anything else to add? No, I'm just thank you for getting up and watching this. 
That's okay. <laughs> uh, it was, it was a, uh, look, I'm sure it's, you can still probably watch it if you want. I'm sure it's still out there. I, 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 I made the great sacrifice and sacrificed a few hours of sleep to watch this. I'm glad I watched it once. Like I say, I wouldn't bother watching it again. I'll just wait for the updates to appear um, over the course of the day and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, definitely worth checking out once just to see what you're missing and it ain't much. So uh, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening and we'll um, chat to you next time. Catch you later. Bye-bye. What, where, when, why? How many ways can you lie? How many ways can you try? How many ways can you die? Hey, we've got some bonus content, some extra stuff if you want to listen. Who owns Dark Horse? I, I think... I was going to say, I probably they probably didn't pimp Sandman as much as probably they should because, yes, it's on Netflix, but yes, I know Sweet Tooth is on Netflix, but Sweet Tooth was a hit. Um, yeah. I think Sandman, yes, it's still going to be on Netflix, but, you know, this is more a DC Time Warner plug, plug, plug sort of uh, thing, yeah, thing yeah. is. So HBO I, Max. I think, yeah, HBO so, so I think they were sort of just trying to keep, obviously, there. I think Sweet Tooth, because of the success, let's put a little segment in regards to that. But yeah, I would have thought they would have pimped Sandman for sure. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah. It, it, it is the, well, I know, unfortunately, the Vertigo imprint is no longer at DC, which I think is stupid. But um, that's, that's another podcast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Sandman pretty much was the head of Vertigo titles like it it was the bee's knees neil gaiman yeah. and yeah. and all the artists that worked on it yeah um yeah so i'm surprised it, it didn't get a you know a, a, a proper print pimping oh okay so just just out of interest who owns dark horse these days is anybody dark know? horse is it's, it's its own entity um yeah they're based in portland oregon um but yeah they've pretty much been lost pretty much they're the first i guess I mean, I know Marvel in the past had like Conan and Star Wars back in the early 80s, but I think, I think franchising licenses weren't really a thing. And then uh, Dark Horse sort of came along with, they had original content, but they also did a lot of, um, uh, well, they did, for, at first they made the Star Wars titles popular yeah. in comic book form. Then they also did Conan. And they also had the 20th Century Fox stuff with Aliens and um, yeah. Predator. And unfortunately, uh, Marvel or, or the, the Mickey Mouse has um, mm. bought all that and pretty much stuffed uh, Dark Horse when they lost the Star Wars title. So then they had, fell on the aliens and stuff. And then Disney bought that. And so like Dark Horse is kind of like, oh, what have you really got? So pretty much what they still have left is um, the Umbrella Academy That's what uh, kind of stuff, which yeah. has been quite yeah. popular for them and, and also yeah. going into, into Netflix. Um, and but there's a couple other things that sort of a lot of lot of things are starting to happen to get again um, at Dark House, which I'm sort of pleased because they they used to be pretty much number two. Uh, sorry, sorry, shouldn't say number two, number three in the leading uh, comic book um, yeah. companies. But then Image Comics came along, so that sort of image is now three. Dark Horse sort of slotted down to maybe four, maybe a little bit. It just sort of depends these days. But like, yeah, Dark Horse is. They're surviving, and, and I'm I'm happy for that because that you know they they pretty much kept a lot of these sort of licenses in the comic book form alive. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, sorry. I'm, <laughs> this That's is okay. this is a DC. Right. We're doing DC here. It's completely get done at the end. But it's all good. It's all good. I'm I'm just always interested to know about this sort of stuff because I I don't always know. So. Uh, like I say, I'll just dump a lot, a lot of that stuff towards the, at the end, but that's fine. So mm. um, Marvel TV um, did used to be a bit more crap though, didn't it?
Ah, uh, yes. Uh, don't get me started on Angels of Shite. <laughs> on, I'm man. in Shield. I'm in Shield. Do they have anything else? Well, that was predominantly other the Agent Carter show and um, oh, Agent Carter, but I never, yeah. I never sort of had a look at that. And I, I guess you could say like the old <laughs> Incredible Hulk with Bill Bixby, <laughs> but like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going way way back. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But as but as in like as you said, like the current sort of shows. It wasn't until I guess Disney Plus uh, Marvel shows started kicking in, and yeah, it, that's really it's really taken off. Okay, all right, so. All right, so that's enough about us waffling on about that sort of thing. Um, I can't remember what band he's in. Who? The, uh, hang on a sec. I'm going to have to look it up. Oh, it's, uh, is, it the, is it the... Uh, uh, it's, what's his name, isn't it? Yeah, um, the one from the Screamo band, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, no, not Screamo. Uh, emo, Emo band. Ah, same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. I thought that band was defunct. I don't know. Well, I think they think that it's, as with a lot of bands, <laughs> let's go back and play the hits to us. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, I think, I think he... I forgot to do it right. Hang on, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> what was the name of his band? Fucking... I was going to say, it might be Giants. It's not fucking they might be Giants, but I know it's something weird sort yeah, of like I'm that. I'm thinking 30 Seconds to Mars, but it's not that either. It's no, that, that's, that's, um, that's the Joker's band. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I've seen that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was a night. Um, You're the greatest audience ever. And it's like, oh, get over yourself. <laughs> My Chemical Romance. That's it, yeah. My Chemical, My chemical romance. romance. And that's just from me looking it up. Jared Ger- so, Way. Jared yeah. Way. Yeah. So he's what is he doing? Writing or art or just writing? He, yeah, he he like he he sort of did the Umbrella Academy, and I think that with that that and that came out through like I said through Dark Horse. Um, yeah. That sort of got a bit of popularity, and 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 that, that sort of Umbrella Academy, as I said, it's had that sort of misfit sort of vibe to it. So DC sort of hey, want to come and sort of because he's he's a huge fan of the Doom Patrol type characters. He's actually um, is so, he actually the creator of Umbrella Academy? Yeah. Oh God. Oh, okay. I'll, well, I'll just... he's the writer. I mean, he didn't he didn't draw it, but he was the, no, he's no, the no, but, yeah. creative writer, uh, yeah. you know, creative director, or something yeah. of it. As, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to say it as well. So yeah, he created the Umbrella Academy, and and that's what I mean. They wanted that sort of wackiness into Doom Patrol, and he sort of had had a oh, kind of what they. It, it was sort of still Vertigo, but then it was like a Vertigo imprint for him and he sort of had certain other sort of characters but that but one of the main things he was working on was was um doom patrol and it was quite yeah. good like i actually really enjoyed what what he what he did with the characters and then i think they sort of I'm not saying they put it on hold but like you know that that you know say it was um uh, uh a series so you know of eight comics yeah and then they came out another sort of series of eight comics and then i think they were going to sort of come back and sort of do it but then as i said i think it sort of got on hold because like covid sort of came happened and then yeah i think he i think he might have had a couple of health issues as well and then he i think obviously the sorry what was his band again um my chemical romance my chemical romance i think you know was sort of hey come and play the hits to us for you know a, a, okay. this truckload of money and i think he went oh i'm gonna get in shape and you know, as I said, you know, a lot of things happen. Um, you know, things go on hold, and yeah, as I said, it was quite quite an enjoyable series. But yeah, unfortunately, it sort of 
uh, sort of under the carpet now again. Yeah. Um, at, okay. D, at DC. Just just looking at it, he's actually only freaking um, five years younger than us. He's, he's our mm, generation. I know. I would have thought he would have been younger in his 30s or something like that. Fair enough. Um, okay. And, and it does list him as, um, uh, it does actually list him, what does it say? Um, Umbrella Academy is a comic book series created and written by Gerard, Gerard Way. So it's his baby. It's yeah. got an artist, illustrator, illustrator list. Yeah, there. Gabriel Bart. Yeah, yeah, okay. Wow. So, okay. Things you'll learn, eh? Um, all right, I've lost track of my script here. I've got to get back on track. Um, okay, so where are we? Who? Um, the Boys was a comic book. The Boys was a comic book, which I think actually started at DC, oh. but it was too hardcore for them. Really? And they said, you can take it elsewhere with you and you can keep all the rights. And really? now Garth is probably laughing all oh, the yeah. way to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Geez, who publishes it now? Ah, good. Uh, Dynamite Comics, I think, does it. Okay. Dynamite is kind of a offshoot of... I think it's so owned by Diamond Distribution, with the, which is the main guys who actually sort of like to say all the comic books are printed, then mm. they go to this distribution center and then they sort of ship them out to all the comic book show, uh, uh, retail shops around the world. I think yeah. they had some fingers in this dynamite um, uh, comic world, uh, sorry, comic uh, company. Yeah. But yeah, it, 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 it sort of was... Like I said, it was pretty hardcore, <laughs> obviously, yeah. in what it does. And I think, obviously, a lot of the other sort of comic book things are obviously, you know, DC said, oh, we can't, pl- we can't print that. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel definitely would not print something like that. Dark, uh, Dark Horse, maybe. Yeah. But I guess you just needed something where you can just go ape shit and <laughs> do whatever you want. And I would, I would have sort of say this probably may have influenced a little bit in how Deadpool... Uh, is 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 sort of in the movie world. Um, Deadpool yeah. wasn't fully that graphic in, in things oh, okay. until I guess probably um, Ryan Reynolds sort of came along and, yeah. and put his magic onto him. But yeah, <laughs> like I, I love the boys. Um, but yeah, but that, that's not a DC show. So <laughs> they really let on. him take all that stuff. Jeez. Well, I think, like I said, I think it was because he Garth had done a lot of good stuff for DC. Um, like I think he actually was it Garth? I think he, I think he created or helped write. There's two. There's two characters that um, there's a company called Wildstorm, uh, which was owned by Jim Lee. Uh, Jim Lee, it was sort of bought or sold it to DC, and, and sort of came high, up high in the in the DC um, management area of things. Yeah. Um, there was a two characters, I think uh, Apollo and Midnighter, which mm-hmm. are which are two gay male characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apollo is very Superman like. Midnighter okay. is very Batman like. Oh, uh, These two characters hooked up. <laughs> so, yeah, and in DC, Apollo. I think at the time we're kind of like uh, we don't really want a gay. Uh, I mean, they still had the they, sorry the, those characters are still involved in the DC world. Yeah. But I think in regards to, let's just say they were hardcore, um, you know, they'll punch heads off and and that sort yeah. of thing. And they were yeah. a gay couple and DC were probably like, oh, blasphemy, <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, like I said, Garth made a lot of good, like wrote a lot of great stuff for, for, 
Oh, I should okay. check if it actually is Garth. <laughs> I don't want to get this wrong. Um, it's Garth Ennis. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Garth, it is Garth Ennis? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Garth Ennis um, uh, wrote a lot of great stuff for, for DC. Uh, I think, they've, they've, like I said, they're bringing him back for, for a um, Peacemaker miniseries uh, when it's coming out at the same time as the TV series, and it's probably going to be quite full on. <laughs> Oh, God. Because DC are kind of allowing that sort of stuff now. Um, they've sort of realized that, you know what? <laughs> we can have, uh, you know, weird characters. I mean, one of, one of, another character that they sort of toned down was Lobo. Um, Lobo was kind of like just like a Judge Dredd type character, um, yeah. alien where, you know, who'd rip heads off and break arms and use use those arms as baseball bats and that okay. sort of thing and that that was some great stuff back when you know dc sort of had some balls putting stuff out and then yeah, yeah everything sort of got a little bit you know oh we've got to clean this up we can't show that you know oh. really uh, but but now they're probably as they're seeing as i said that you know they're seeing how deadpool has succeeded and yeah. obviously the kind of success of the suicide squad movie um yeah where you know language and <laughs> heads being blown off or that sort of thing is is um okay yeah. for time warner now <laughs> <laughs> it's it's doggy dog out there yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh god 